Well, we have another national team in action before then, though, Wayne. The Matildas. A win tonight. We'll send them on their way to Paris for 2024. And again, we'll get to see one of our proudest sporting teams in action. Somebody knows the proud nature of representing a country. Amy Chapman's with us. So she's part of the commentary team. She's also a former Australian player. She's with us here on Sports Breakfast. Good morning, Amy. Morning, guys. Really exciting uh, night ahead at Marvel Stadium. A packed crowd. I think it's a sellout. And we know what's at stake. What are the emotions like for you knowing what's at stake tonight for our national side? Yeah, it's always a good day when the Tillies are in town and another sold-out stadium, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, oh, there's so much on the line. I think a lot of people, particularly those newer fans of the Matildas, probably don't realise that for 12 years, uh, the Matildas didn't actually qualify for the Olympics. It's very difficult. We're up against, usually, Japan or North Korea. It's very difficult to qualify through Asia. So um, we've had a good run this time and we're set up to uh, essentially get a, you know, a win or a draw or even a... A small loss tonight. We'll still get the Tillies of tickets to Paris. So um, a win tonight makes absolute certainty of it and, and a draw as well, Will. And um, Uzbekistan would have to win by an exorbitant margin, I think, if um, if Australia were to miss out. So the odds are in our favour, it's safe to say. Very much so. And I think even just based on the talent, regardless of the fact that uh, they won a few days ago uh, in Uzbekistan, um, obviously, you know, all your money would be on the, the Matildas. Um, and been an incredible run for Uzbekistan as well. They're going to find it really difficult in, I think it's going to be 35 degrees in Melbourne tonight, and the last game they played three days ago was minus one, so uh, cool. it's going to be an interesting match-up, and of course, a lot of these Uzbekistan players will never have played in front of a crowd like this, so it's all set up for the tellies, um and you'd be backing them all the way. Yeah, I mean, as you say, the, the Matildas will be red-hot favourites, and, and they were in that first leg. If you have a look at that, what did you take out of it from a Matilda's point of view, if you look at it in a, in, a, in a little bit of a critical way or going forward, what were the positives and what were the things that you saw that need fixing? Yeah, well, it wasn't a polished performance by any means. It took them, I think, about 60, 70-odd minutes to actually break the deadlock. And Uzbekistan did tremendously well, actually. They really tried to play their own style and make it difficult for Matildas. But I think one of the trickiest balances is... Um, the, the, the fitness levels and the amount of match minutes that all these players are coming in at. You look at someone like Mary Fowler, exceptionally talent, talented, but she hasn't been playing many minutes for um, Man City. And then you look at someone like Caitlin Ford, who's been playing almost too many minutes for Arsenal. So it's about managing those loads to obviously get the result. And, of course, the big question is we've got to replace Sam Kerr. They're huge fill, uh, shoes to fill. And we've got a lot of talented attacking players, but an out-and-out number nine, an out-and-out striker, they're and far between and it was great to see Michelle Heyman step up and make an impact and I reckon she will start tonight which would be great to see whether she's ready to take on that role. Amy, the simplistic view is without Sam Kerr, Australia um, will struggle uh, and she is a superstar, we recognise that but maybe we're not paying the credit that's deserved to this group of players we, we saw Sam miss a chunk of the World Cup with a calf injury last year and Australia were able to win in her absence um, longer term, how does Australia cover the absence of Sam Kerr and will they feel her absence more or less as time goes on? Yeah, well that, I think the World Cup was a, a great precursor and a great warm-up to experience life without Sam Kerr. I think she, what she does for the opposition um, defence as well and just how she draws a lot of attention, which then makes other players shine around her, that is very difficult to replace. Um, and also off the field, she's such a character, she's such a leader as well. So there is kind of always going to feel that absence, but 
I think we now have so many talented players playing in the best clubs in the world, playing regularly against and training with the best players in the world. Um, we have a really talented attacking third, and I think if anywhere, maybe we're still a little light on defence. Um, but we're in with a really good shot of getting a medal in Paris because there's only 12 teams that go there. A couple of big names like England, Great Britain, Sweden, they are all not going to be there. So big opportunity for Chile. I mean, you mentioned Michelle Heyman. There's a bit of a story there. Could you just sort of give our listeners a little bit of a background? Because I think it was the first game for six years. Yeah, so she, Michelle Heyman actually retired from the national team, I think, four or five years ago. Um, she was struggling with some injuries and not getting selected, probably because she was competing against Sam Kerr. So she took a bit of a hiatus from football, and only recently she's come back into the A-League women's. And she's, again, leading the Golden Boot race there. She's the all-time highest goal scorer. So... I think there's a few question marks on why we're pulling in a 35-year-old that already tried to retire. So there's some question marks there. But she is the most like-for-like player that we have for Sam Kerr. She's got a real sniff for goals. She's so clever. She's a great finisher. She's selfish, which is what you need as an out-and-out striker. So she showed that. And um, I'm excited to see her make a comeback. Amy Chapman, the voice you're hearing, former Matildas player, 20 caps for Australia. She's part of the Channel 10 Paramount Plus commentary team. Uh, tonight you'll catch the action on 10 as uh, Australia look to book their spot. At the Olympics, they've got Uzbekistan 3-0. Uh, they're a wide leg, uh, now just needing a draw or a win tonight in order to progress uh, to the Olympics in Paris later this year. Um, you've already mentioned that Australia's a good chance if they get there um, of, of winning a medal. That's um, certainly a very special opportunity for this golden era in Australian football. How exciting is it for a former player like yourself to see this wonderful era unfolding in Australian football? Oh, I think the legacy that these girls have created has been exceptional. I think we can all think about the goosebumps moments that the World Cup was. And I think the more often we can see the Tillys playing at prime time, like tonight, uh, like at the Olympics and, and getting to showcase what they're capable of, the, the roll-on effect of young boys and girls is enormous. So, um, you know, it's pretty heartwarming to see what these girls are achieving and I, I can't wait to see them at the Olympics. Um, hopefully Sam won't be out of the game for too long, but who sort of takes that number one role? Is, is it someone like Mary Fowler? Is she, is she the one, the next big thing? Yeah, potentially. I think the thing about Mary is she's exceptionally talented and she's so, so young. She's competing with the best in the world and she's well young a lot of the others around her. But I think the, the key player for me is still Caitlin Ford. Uh, what she's doing for Arsenal and what she's doing for the Matildas, she is so talented, such a creative player, but we're also spoiled for choice. We've still got Katrina Gorey out there, Kyra Cooney-Cross, a lot of young talent mixed with some you know, more experienced heads. And the one I love uh, is Claire Hunt at central defence there. She's had a seamless transition to the next level. Um, so we're sprinkled with talent everywhere. It is a bit of a golden generation. Um, so I hope they can get, get a medal you know, to show for it. Amy, a couple of days ago, uh, Football Australia announced that um, the iconic purple colourway jersey won by, uh, worn by Mackenzie Arnold in the World Cup last year is going to be made available for purchase. They'll sell like hotcakes, won't they? Um, that was a very, uh, very popular get-up from Mackenzie Arnold in last year's uh, World Cup. Yeah, the brick wall, the Minister of Defence, as they call her. Um, she's a very good friend of mine, and I've been so impressed with... Um, you know, the, the light, they're shining on goalkeepers, actually. it was it, Sometimes they can be missed or overlooked, and, you know, everyone looks at the, the, the other end where who's scoring goals. But I think that obviously famous penalty shootout against France really took Mackenzie Arnold to the top of the popularity list. And it's great to see that the kit sold out in four minutes. So, um, 
people say women's sport doesn't sell, I think it tells you otherwise, which is fantastic. I think you can buy them tonight, or the idea was you'd be able to buy them tonight at the ground at Marvel Stadium, but um, they might be all out, I, I would have thought, Amy, with the, the numbers that you mentioned from yesterday. Yeah, you might need to get there early. I do not know what the current stats are on those, but I might even have to line up myself uh, to try and get the old purple jersey. But uh, it's just wonderful to see her you know, getting the recognition she deserves. I mean, it's amazing the crowds at the beginning, and we saw when they played over here. Is it, it did, just to repeat again, is it a sellout the, the tomorrow night, or where are they at with all that? Yeah, tonight is a sellout. Sorry, tonight. Complete sellout. Every, yeah, it's, which is fantastic. And they, it is sold out very, very quickly. The tickets are very hard to come by. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. And it's, it's prime time, obviously, on Channel 10 as well. So I'm sure we'll, we'll get a good audience supporting the Tillys. Just a word on the coach, uh, Amy, uh, Tony Gustafson and what he's been able to do. There's been some criticism. There's always pressure on coaches. What have you made of, of Tony's journey as a coach of this group? Yeah, I think a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. Um, and and my, myself also, I've been critical of some of his choices at times. I think then they played some friendlies against Canada recently. He put out a really, really young squad and they got beaten convincingly. And I didn't think that was the best way to bleed new talent so you know he he has popped a lot of criticism but he's a likable guy he's clearly achieved really well getting fourth uh, at the world cup uh and obviously been a part of this huge rise of popularity for the facilities so and um you know job's not done for him he, i think with this talented squad they deserve a medal so um yeah hopefully he can take them all the way there but he's he is a popular and, and likable guy fingers crossed hey uh, what's the score line at the end of 90 minutes tonight amy Oh, it's a tricky one. I'd be confident they'll win three or four nil. I think the conditions are going to be exceptionally difficult for Uzbekistan, where the Tillys are used to the heat, 35 degrees. These these other teams aren't. And, of course, the crowd will be the 12th player there. But I think if they get ahead three or four nil, we'll see a lot of fresh faces come on in the second half as well. So, yeah, three or four nil, I think. Look forward to the action tonight in front of a sellout crowd at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Amy, no, you've got a plane to catch. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thanks, guys.